very quickly I'll introduce the subject of praise before we go tonight we've talked a little bit about thanksgiving which is that you are thanking God we talked about the aspect of thanking God for what God had already done for you in the past and you see why is it necessary for you to thank God there is a state in which your heart should be before you can operate within the veil remember Psalm 100 he says that come into his gates enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise so there is and you see what this thanksgiving and praise they have various things that they do both to you and the realm of the spirit when you are thanking God there is an image of possibility on your heart there is an image that what you are thanking God for can happen again can be repeated in your life there is hope that it can happen again it can be done again there is hope for increase when you are thanking God for something small as you are walking into his courts now we are going to deal a little bit about praise let's turn our Bibles to Mark chapter 11 Mark chapter 11 Hallelujah. Mark chapter 11. We'll read from verse 12. It says, And on the morrow, when they were come from Bethany, he was hungry. That's Jesus. And seeing a fig tree afar off, having leaves, he came, if haply, he might find anything thereon. And when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves. For the time of figs was not yet. And Jesus answered and said unto it, No man eat of the fruit of thee hereafter forever. And his disciples heard it. Now, let me quickly, because of our time, um, describe this scenario here. Now, a fig tree, according to Bible history, operates in such a way that when you see leaves on it from afar, it is a sign that there are fruits already on it and that was the reason why jesus saw the leaves from afar so the leaves are like an announcement that come to me i have fruit to give you and then jesus moved towards the tree and now had a full view of the tree and there was no fruit on it. Do you understand? And then Jesus cursed it. But then, if you read further down, when the disciples saw the following day that that tree, that tree had withered to its root, they asked him, they told him, say, Allah, ah, Master, the tree which you cursed yesterday has withered to its root. And then Jesus they used that opportunity to begin to teach them on how to change situations in their lives. And they now began to say things like, Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. So Jesus was then teaching that biblical truth 
to them that the way you change circumstances in your life is that you speak words at them. But then the question still remains. He could have done any other thing to teach us that truth. Why did he curse the tree? He could have told the river to split into two. And we'll say, ah, the river split into two, Jesus. And then he will quote Mark eleven twenty three to us. But why did he curse a tree? And more so, the Bible says, if you read that place carefully, he said, for the time of figs was not yet. So if the time of figs was not yet... Why should I get upset that I did not find figs on it and now go to the extreme situation of destroying the tree? To a neutral, it would then begin to look like an abuse of power by God. Of course, in our you know, reverent minds, we don't want to ask that kind of question. That I mean, God can do anything He likes. So you don't want to touch that area in your thought. But there is a reason. Because these things, like I said, they are types and shadows of something that He was trying to get across to us. And what was it? The leaves were saying, Come to me. There is fruit. He got there, there was no fruit. But then the Bible was quick to add, For the time of figs was not yet so it means that the season at which the fruit should have appeared was not yet but the bible said that jesus was hungry and he wanted fruit and he did not see fruit and he cursed the tree hallelujah this is where our types and shadows now kick in Jesus, from what we will see, you know, if you're reading it, reading that scripture, is as though a man got angry, got upset, and lost his temper, and then went on a destructive trail. But if you look at it with spiritual eyes, the Bible says Jesus was hungry. Wait a minute. Is God ever hungry? As in God, 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 that you know as God. Does he eat food? No, he doesn't. And he said that in Psalm 50. He said, if I were hungry, the cattle upon the thousand hills, they are mine. I won't even need permission from you to kill them. And then the Bible went on to say, offer unto God. Thanksgiving. So it, what it meant was that the season, the opportunity for fruit to come out had not yet been granted to the tree. But then Jesus wanted fruit. So if the season had not come for fruit to manifest and be given to Jesus to eat, what justification did Jesus have still wanting fruit from that tree? And that is our lesson. Our lesson there is that 
and you know when you are talking about a tree bearing fruit, you know the Bible says that the kingdom of God is as if a man should cast seed into the ground, rise, you know, sleep and rise night and day, and the seed springs up and groweth, and he knoweth not how. So it means that the way the kingdom of God works in your life is through a seed being planted in your heart, which is the word of God. So it meant that when Jesus turned up and the season for harvest had not yet come because the Bible says that when the harvest is ripe, what do you do? You now take your sequel and begin to appropriate the harvest, which means that you begin to bring the fruit down. You get. Um, you can now take of that fruit and take it to the temple and offer it to God as your sacrifice or as your offering. But this time there was no fruit. So that really was a type of us feeding Jesus with thanksgiving and with praise when the opportunity had not yet come for us to manifest the fruit. I'll explain that to you. When you pray to God, you believe that you have received. But, let's say we decide to agree now in prayer that Lord in the name of Jesus we want a job for brother Wale here and we receive it right now in Jesus name Amen but just as we finished praying in the realm of the physical does he have the job? no so the leaves appearing on the fig tree were a type of Mr. Wale saying that I have the job the fruit not showing up at the point where he was saying it was a type of the opportunity and the harvest not yet being ripe and presented to him for him to walk into that company to go and do the job between the time when he prayed and when he will be able to walk into that organization what he will be doing is that he will be offering up praises unto God for what had not yet manifested. Until the opportunity comes for him to attend an interview and then be able to appropriate the job. So what Jesus is expecting from us when we are believing him for, for something is thanksgiving and praise around the thing that we have asked of him so he is looking for us to offer our praises unto him thanksgiving unto him as though we already have it in our possession and we will read that scripture to buttress what I'm saying let's go to you know just before uh, we finish he says, before, I wrote something here. I said, before the enabling season comes to you, you have to satisfy the hunger of Jesus by offering him thanksgiving and praises. So it means that you have prayed about that thing. But even though you have prayed, everything looks closed. You don't have an interview to attend. They have not even asked for your CV anywhere. And then you believe spiritually that, yes, I believe I have received it. So it means that the enabling season 
has not yet been presented to you in which you now show the fruit to everybody that look at the fruit of the seed of God's word that I sowed which is a job that is bringing money into my bank account but before that enabling season is presented to you by the forces of God what you are going to do is that you will keep praising Jesus and giving him his own food which is thanksgiving and praise so spiritually that was what Jesus was expecting from that tree but then again there is something that we still have to note he says for the time of figs was not yet so it means that even when everything is closed and you don't have the opportunity Jesus is expecting you to offer up praises unto him as though you already have it and as you keep doing that in the process of time the opportunity will then present itself to you for you to receive in the physical what you have already settled in the presence of God so when we say we are thanking God and we are praising God for what has not yet manifested it is not something ordinary it is a sacrifice that is going up to Jesus it is something that is pleasing to God it is something that is satisfying his hunger his hunger is not for your money his hunger is for your praises if, if, if God has a kind of food that he eats it is called praise hallelujah and we're going to see that Let, let's quickly read uh, Psalm 50 verses 12 to 15 he says if I were hungry I would not tell thee did you see it for the world is mine and the fullness thereof will I eat the flesh of bulls or drink the blood of goats so even everything they were doing under the old covenant still did not satisfy God the blood that they were shedding everything mm. He said, do I drink it? But what did he say in verse 14? Offer unto God thanksgiving and pay thy vows unto the Most High and call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver thee and thou shalt glorify me. Did you see that? And then let's go to verse 23. He says, Whoso offereth praise glorifieth me. And to him that ordereth his conversation aright, will I show the salvation of God. So that praise that we are reading about in verse 23 is praise on something that has not yet manifested. But let us touch on something again. For the time of figs was not yet means that the season that enables the tree to bear that fruit had not yet come so it means that time and space were closed against that tree let me give you an example i hope you know that this thing we are talking about jesus is expecting you to produce the fruit when the time of the figs is 
not yet and I'll prove it to you from scripture when the promise came to Abraham how old was he? 75 so the opportunity for people like Abraham and Sarah to have children has it not passed? has it not closed? it was closed but what did they do? they produced the fruit out of season it means that in season means that you are between the age of you know like 16 and maybe 40 in our days now you understand that's the that's it means that you are doing it in what in season outside those age brackets you are what you are out of season but they produced fruit out of season but what did they do to produce food? The Bible says that he, 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 that, he, 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 that he was giving glory to God and being fully persuaded. So giving glory to God meant that he was praising God that what he had promised will happen to him even though the natural season for such things was no longer available. And he said that he did not pay attention to his body that was now dead. Do you see that? So Abraham was somebody also who went into the presence of the king. And got a reversal of what had been cast in stone outside. What was cast in stone? If Abraham had gone to see our gynecologist of today, what would they have said to him? Eh? If he now says, give me a piece of paper, what would they write on the piece of paper? They will write it that your season has closed. Is that not what they will write there? That your season has passed. So it does not matter if the world thinks that your season has passed. You will still produce that fruit. Says for the time of figs was not yet. So Jesus, because you, that's the basis for Jesus to expect that if the leaves were there, the fruit had to be there, even though in the natural, it was not yet time for figs. So it means that even in the natural, remember in Hebrews eleven, it says that Sarah received strength to conceive seed after she had been judged. To have gone past the age of childbearing. So it means that her season had passed. You know the first one in Mark 11 is that the season was not yet. Now this one is even worse. The season has passed. So let's read on. Let's go to Hebrews 13.15. And we begin to round up very quickly now. It says Hebrews 13.15 By him therefore let us offer the sacrifice of praise. Sacrifice that's the real thing that God really wants as a sacrifice from us. Sacrifice of praise means that it is not convenient. Sacrifice of praise means that it hasn't happened and yet you are behaving as though it has happened. Sacrifice of praise means that you will dance in your house as though 
the miracle was already in your hand physically now that's different from when i gave my daughter a gift that she really liked she said thank you thank you then she came the following day again and she said thank you dad you know what i really love you but you see at that level i was satisfied because at that age it was like she had appreciated what i gave to her but you see when she said i love you that touched me you get it was as though i should buy more to hear more of such things but i hope you know that there is an age that she will get to that she has to come to me to tell me that she loves me not because i gave her something yesterday Do you understand that? Many of us Christians are only loving God because we have seen the bread and the butter today. How many times have you gone into God's presence? I said, God, I didn't come to ask for anything. I only just came to tell you that I love you and I just want to praise you. Because our interaction with God always has been that of oh God, oh God, oh God, give me, 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 give me. Oh God, oh God, give me. If you don't give me, I will die. Give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. Just go into his presence to just praise him, to just thank him, to just worship him as though you have everything. And that was what Esther did, and the king did like this, said to the half of my kingdom, ask. When Solomon offered praise, uh, offered sacrifices unto God, what did God do? Appeared to him, said, "Anything you want, now tell me. I'm listening." Hallelujah! Amen. And that is the sacrifice we are talking about. It's a sacrifice for me to know that something is hurting me outside, and then I go inside as though I already have that matter settled. And I'm now saying to God that, Lord, you know I really love you and I really praise you from the depth of my heart. And that was why Pharaoh asked Moses. He said, so what do you guys want to go and do in the wilderness? Moses said, God said, let my people go that they may serve me. And what did God say about their time in the wilderness? He says, I went, took them to the wilderness to prove them, to see what is in their heart. And they all failed because whenever they didn't see bread, Moses, you are stupid. Moses, you are bad. God, you are wicked. They did not begin to thank him. They did not begin to praise him. They did not begin to worship him. That even though we have not seen bread today, but let us just praise him. Let us just worship him. Hallelujah. So the miracle you want from God today. In fact, there was some years back I told God, I said, Lord, let's say to one thing today. Whether I have a child or not, I will praise you and I will worship you and I will be happy and joyful in your presence. Whether it happens or not, let's settle down first. That it's not going to be it's, it's not going to be something that will make me not praise God and not worship God because it hasn't yet happened. Do you understand? As in, you will still be my God. Irrespective of what is happening on the outside. And of course, God still made it happen. You understand? So, settle it 
let not your relationship with God be tied to the physical thing. That okay, because you did not see a physical manifestation, you and God have scattered. You say to that Lord, I'm worshipping you and I'm praising you irrespective of whether there's a manifestation today or not. We have settled that one. And then we'll now get into business. There will be no pressure on you. Hallelujah. So let's um, read um, the la- um, in fact I think we'll save the remaining scriptures um, for next week. But let me just round up with this. That look praising God thanking Him over what you have believed Him for that has not yet manifested is equal to satisfying the hunger and the thirst of Jesus. Hallelujah. And on that basis Jesus now taught the disciples that when you say unto the mountain be thou removed. So it means that as you are praising him as you are thanking him for that thing that has not yet manifested you will now open your mouth to it and begin to speak the word of God says it shall come to pass whatsoever he saith. Hallelujah. But that has to be mixed with thanksgiving with praise around what has not yet happened that you should be thanking him and praising him as though he has already done it that was what abraham did he says that he that is that he staggered not at the promises of god through unbelief but was strong in faith giving glory to god giving glory to god means that he was praising god he was worshipping God as though it was already done. And as he kept doing that, offering that praise unto God, when the season could not permit him to have a child, or the season could not permit Sarah to also have a child, supernaturally, that child came forth in a season that nobody thought it could happen. Do you know what? Do, do you know our conclusion for today? It means that when you are praising God and you praise Him, that's, you see, you know, if you go out there and you want to dig for gold and you dig for five minutes, for five minutes, and you just look at it and say, there's no gold here, and you just walk away. Another person comes and continues from where you stopped. And keeps on digging, 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 digging. Maybe for like five days. And cannot find any gold. And just goes away. Another person comes. And will keep digging, digging, digging. Maybe for the next six months. And then they find the gold. So it means that whatever we are sharing here. Is something you must practice with depth. Depth means that you spend time on it. You apply yourself to it. You keep praising Him. Look, there was a time when I was out of contract and it was really terrible. As in, it was so uncomfortable. After I had prayed and done all I could do, I now started going to church 
and I'll now organize praise vigil for myself. I'll praise God from the night till the morning and be dancing alone inside the church as though it is already done. So I was doing praise vigil. So I had to do it with depth. Why? Because the situation had not bulged. So I kept on doing it to a depth. To a point that when at some point I was even getting weary. It was my wife that revived me again and said, no, we have it so we have to continue praising him. As we were praising him in the morning the phone call just came. Man, you got the job. Within two weeks, two more phone calls came three contracts. I had to take one out of three. Did you see that? So it means that what praise will do is that it will supernaturally ensure that the enabling season for you to do and receive what you have believed God for is supernaturally presented to you. Let me quickly give you another example. That example was the children of Israel when Jehoshaphat was praying and said, look, three nations have come against us. We don't know what to do against them and we have no might against them. There was a prophecy that came and said, you shall not need to fight in this battle. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. What did they do the following day? They did not put soldiers in front. They put praise singers in front. And the Bible says, as they began to praise the Lord and sing the beauty of His holy, praise the beauty of His holiness. What happened? The Bible says the Lord laid ambushments against the enemy. So two nations began joined themselves to fight the third one. When the third one was finished, they now faced themselves and finished themselves. And the Bible says they spent three days gathering the spoils from the dead people of those nations so it meant that as they were praising god god supernaturally made things happen that presented the opportunity of victory and harvest to them even though they had no power and no counsel no military strategy that they could use. So today you don't have any strategy in your situation. You are pushed to the wall. There's nothing else you can do. Start praising him. Start praising him. Start praising him. Start praising. Just continue to praise him and continue to dance around it that he has done it. Be praising the beauty of his holiness. And supernaturally it will be presented to you on a platter of gold. It was a platter of gold. Enemies that have come to fight me and then I now meet them on the road. They are all dead. And I'm now picking all their gold and silver for three days. It didn't finish. So who presented it? God. How was it done? Supernaturally. And what were they doing for it to be presented? They were praising Him. You've been trying to break through into that area that looks as though it is a glass ceiling. Begin to praise Him opportunity will be presented for you to enter that place. Hallelujah. Amen. Abraham broke through into productivity having a son while he was glorifying God. Praising him. So what is it today that has appeared as though either that your time has passed or they think you think your time has passed or your 
think your time has not come or you think that all the space around you has been closed what is that thing just begin to praise God around it begin to praise him and look at these testimonies that even when Sarah was judged to be past the level she received strength to conceive it that even when you have been judged that it can't happen for you as you are praising him and as you are speaking those words the situations that opportunities will be presented guess what after esther got those reversal from the king every step that haman took was wrong everything he did was a mistake that nailed his coffin so as you are praising god inside the holiest of all every step that the enemy begins to take outside is establishing your victory the day they plan to kill the israelites is the day they hung a man and his sons the gallows they prepared for Mordecai is the one that hung Haman. So it means that whatever the enemy has arranged, what he put together is the same raw material that God will use to effect your victory. Amen. Hallelujah. L- let me just stop. Let me just stop. <laughs> Amen. I hope you got something out of this. That praise is not something simple. As in, you no, know what I mean? It's not something ordinary it is something powerful hallelujah and this praise i'm talking about is not necessarily what you're doing in church but what you are doing in your privacy when was the last time you praised god for one hour non-stop when was the last time your night vigil was only praise without asking god for something hallelujah Praise the Lord. Let's stand to our feet now. Hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the word that has come forth today. Lord, we thank you for this. Lord, we thank you for the garment of praise in our lives. For the spirit of heaviness. In the name of Jesus. Lord, we walk out of this place today with the garment of praise, praising you, thanking you, offering unto you the sacrifice that you love, which is thanksgiving, praise, and worship, doing what you actually created us to do. Remember, I said, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory, honor, and praise because you created us for your pleasure. And that pleasure is that we bow down before him and we are worshipping him. That was what we were created for. That is what brings pleasure to the soul of God. Father, right now, we make that commitment. That as from today, based on what we have received, based on the opening of our eyes, that we will begin to praise you continually. Begin to worship you continually. And see things happen to us. And see seasons come into our lives that are beyond the natural. And see things happen to us that the natural seasons have been closed against. 
in the name of Jesus. That things that have be, we have been judged to have gone past the season of those things, they will come to us as we desire them in the name of Jesus Christ. Things that we have no natural power to affect. Things that we have no natural power to bring into our lives. They will come by the hand of the Almighty. As we spend time praising Him. In the name of Jesus. Thank you Father. In Jesus name. Amen.